Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you? I hope you're doing fantastic. I hope that, unlike where I'm at, you're getting some fall weather. I still think of uh, fall as being that time of, you know, bundling up in sweaters and, and, you know, really feeling that change and seeing the change from when I lived up in northeast Missouri. But, you know, frankly, most of my life I've lived in the south, so, you know, not so much. I grew up in St. Petersburg, Florida, where there was no change of seasons literally one season a year. So, um, <laughs> you know, any any kind of change in seasons now is pretty exciting to me. So let me tell you about this quarter. So October, November, December, I decided that I wanted to have as my blog and podcast theme for this quarter, making crucial career decisions. So really building content around how you make them, the tools that you use, how I can support you in that, kind of ways for you to think about various things in making career decisions. And as I am always quick to say, I think of career decisions on a macro level and a micro level. So there's the the big decision of what career path do I want to pursue, and then the micro decision of which job do I want to accept. So knowing these things that we're going to be talking about this month, Knowing these things about about yourself allows you to inform that big macro level career decision, but also can be such a great tool when you go interviewing for jobs and applying for jobs because there are some jobs, frankly, that you must walk away from. Not because they're inherently bad, maybe they are, but in many cases it's more that it's just not the right fit for you. And I think what happens, particularly when you're younger, is you can get, first of all, you can get a little desperate, and so something comes along and you're, you're hesitant to turn it down. But also, they can sometimes kind of show you kind of shiny things, right? So they can show you these things about the company that are really nice to have, but then they're not part of your critical list. They're not part of your essentials, and you can be swayed by that. So knowing what's really important to you and being able to come back to that to assess job opportunities is so important. And so I hope that the content I give you this month is going to really help you in that regard. So today's topic, we're going to talk about identifying your motivated skills. So I want to start with a definition of what a motivated skill is. So these are those skills that you are both really good at and really enjoy doing. So the reason that they're called motivated skills is that they motivate you. The more that you do those skills, the more that those skills are present for you to use and engage in your job, the more motivated you're going to be. The opposite of the motivated skills are burnout skills. And those are those skills that you are very good at but don't enjoy doing. And so as the name implies, the more you do those skills, the more burnt out you're going to be on your job. And I think that that's a real pitfall for many people, especially as you kind of go through your career. 
you get known as being good at something and you sometimes don't even stop to think, you know, I really don't like doing this. And it can be something that at some point in your life you enjoy doing and it's kind of run its course. That's okay. That's kind of to be expected. But coming back and really thinking about that periodically, especially as you're thinking about making a job change, is so important because otherwise the risk that you run is that you repeat the same mistakes. You end up at another job. It's at a different building with a different company, but you've got the same set of problems because you didn't solve for using skills that were burning you out. If you're interested in taking the assessment that I'm going to be talking about, the Motivated Skills Assessment, um, I encourage you to sign up for my five-day, it's a free opt-in course called Finding Your Professional Purpose. And on day two, you have a motivated skills activity and a core values activity. And we're going to be talking about values in next week's podcast. And so to sign up for that, I'm going to have it in the show notes, but let me give you the URL for that uh, opt-in. So it's uh, exclusivecareercoaching.com slash professional purpose five, the number, uh, not the number, F-I-V-E, day course. So again, exclusivecareercoaching.com slash professional purpose five, F-I-V-E, day course. So here's how the motivated skills activity works if you if you sign up for it. And, and by the way, this is a kind of standard thing that you can Google and find something online. I adapted it. There's lots of versions out there because really there's a pretty limitless number of skills that you could include. And so I picked ones I picked ones that were most appropriate for the clients that I work with most often. Um, but the they all kind of work the same. And step one is you sort the skills, the long list of skills by your skill level. So if you give it a five, that means you have a superior skill level with that skill. And if you give it a one, you have very little or no skill level at with that skill. And then after you've done that, you go over and you look at your motivation level for that job. So a five means you really love doing it. You have superior enjoyment in doing that activity. And a one means that you're completely unmotivated to use that skill. So you've got a scale of one to five on either side for each of those activities. The idea is that you come up with a core list of just five or six motivated skills. Because if you have any more than that, you're not likely to find a career or a job that's going to have, you know, 20. These are the skills I want to use, all 20 of them. And you you haven't really, at that point, if you've got 20 on your list, you haven't done the work of really discriminating. You've kind of said, I like it all. And the problem with that, besides the fact that you're probably not going to find a job that has them all, is that you aren't still yet clear on which ones are most important to you. And those are the ones that you're seeking out in any position. So, you know, you have to kind of think of this list as um, even within the, the ones that are most important to you, you're going to pick maybe three that you're going to say, you know, these are non-negotiables. These must be present. If I can't do X, if I don't get to use this thing, there's no sense in me even considering this position and I certainly wouldn't accept it. So let's talk about why knowing what your motivated skills are is, is so important to you. So obviously you want this information to inform those career decisions on the macro level and the micro level. 
but it also is going to help you with interview questions. So as you go through a job change, they're going to ask you, what are the top skills that you bring to this job? How do you think you, you know, why do you think you're the best candidate for the job? All those kind of things. You can come back around to your skills and, and have that discussion. And, and I also want to talk to you about using your, your knowledge of your motivated skills within your job. So after you accept a position, when you're really clear on those skills, you make intelligent decisions about projects that you raise your hand to volunteer for or committee assignments or um, uh, tasks that maybe the boss is like, who wants to do this? And while I know that sometimes that's not an option, you are assigned when you communicate clearly to your boss, here's what I'm best at. And of course, back that up with proof. So as you begin that job, you are demonstrating those skills on a very consistent basis. Your boss is going to be much more likely to put you into roles that use those skills. Because here's the thing. Your boss, no matter who he or she is, at what level, what company, whatever, what industry, is wants to look good, right? I mean, that's kind of, there has to be a piece of that in any boss's mind. I need to look good. I need to look like I'm successful in my job. And when you, as an employee of that boss, are doing your job to the best of your ability, then you are helping to make that boss look good. So it's in her, his or her best interest, as well as your best interest, for you to be doing the things that mesh most closely with your skill set. So what's the alternative to this, right? So if you don't identify your motivated skills, you don't capitalize on them, what can happen in your career? So here's a few downfalls that I, that I came up with. Now, number one, you just plain don't find fulfillment in your work. So I think that our souls are meant to be fulfilled and satisfied by the work that we were put on this earth to do. Now, maybe that sounds a little bit woo-woo to you, but I feel it very strongly. And in the line of work that I'm, at, I'm in, I see... As a career coach, I see people who are exactly where they need to be with their career, and I see the flow that they're in, and then I see people that are the exact opposite. And so it is so important to identify that work and be in alignment with what you were put on this earth to do. The second reason that you want to know about your motivated skills, uh, the downfall of not knowing, is that you just don't excel in your work. You know, you're in a job, you're using skills that you don't love to use, you're not using the skills that you do love to use. There's not a lot of chance that you're gonna excel in that job or in that career. And you're not gonna be promoted, which you probably don't wanna be anyway because you don't really wanna be in that field. Number three is you jump from job to job. So when you don't have this clarity about yourself, you, you leave a job, not really understanding perhaps what was wrong, maybe assessing blame in the wrong place, and then you find yourself in another company doing the exact same work that you didn't like doing before because you just didn't analyze and assess what was going on. Number four, and this is a huge one, dissatisfaction at work bleeds over into the other two-thirds of your life. You know, when I stand in line anywhere, if I'm waiting for a cup of coffee or I'm sitting in the coffee shop or I'm at the, you know, having lunch with somebody, it, I don't think I can sit there or stand there for more than five minutes without hearing someone around me talk about their career, good or bad. They're talking about their work, their job, their career. And it, as you know, if you've ever experienced it, when you are unhappy and kind of dreading work, you are not 
a great person to be around at home and it tends to affect your sleep. So this really affects every area of your life and, and a big piece of that is knowing your motivated skills. And then lastly, there are people on this earth who need what you were put on this earth to do. They need the service that you were put here to provide. They need the product that you were put here to make. They need the, the guidance, teaching, instruction that you were meant to give them. And they're missing out. They're having to get it from somewhere else, someone who may not be as qualified to give it as you, or they're not getting it at all. Again, that may sound a little woo-woo to you, but I believe that with my soul. It's one of the reasons that I'm in the work that I do. I think that your career choice and career fulfillment is so important. And so hopefully I've made kind of a, <laughs> a convincing case for why it's so essential to know your motivated skills and kind of, you know, capitalize them. So let's talk about what those skills are. And I'm going to kind of talk about them in general terms from the motivated skills activity that, as I said, you can pick up. I'm going to give you that URL again at the end. And remember that it'll also be in the show notes so you can find it there. So the first general heading, so there's, there's like seven or eight general categories on my um, motivated skills card sort. Keep in mind that there's lots of versions of this out there and I picked the ones that I thought were most relevant for my clients. So the first category was communication skills. So here you have skills in all forms of communication. So you've got verbal, written, presentation skills, sales skills, and negotiation skills. So this is a group of skills that involves the transfer of information in an accurate and persuasive way. So again, that's one heading with several categories of skills underneath it. So the next general category is marketing, public relations, and customer service skills. So this is a wide range of skills that include being at ease in social settings, the ability to identify customer needs and their preferences, uh, and the ability to translate objective feedback into self-improvement and self-identify deficiencies to improve in performance. So this is a combination of that sales and marketing piece, public relations kind of being the face of the company, customer service, which is another form of being the face of the company. It's another form of marketing. So those are all really closely related. The next general heading is quantitative analysis skills, which includes computer skills, computational skills, the ability to compile and analyze numerical data. The next category is analytical research skills. So here we have scientific curiosity, research, the ability to understand and use engineering or industrial principles, tools, and equipment to improve processes, services, or products. So analytical research skills. Next one is technical reasoning skills. And this includes mechanical and spatial reasoning, working outdoors in a technical capacity like construction or environmental or landscape projects, managing operations, or gathering technical or environmental data. Technical reasoning skills also include technical problem solving and troubleshooting. Next one. Under the general heading of creativity and innovation skills, you've got the ability to use color and shapes to create visually pleasing images and to create new ideas and forms with existing objects. It includes the ability to use imagina imagination to create new ideas, projects, and programs. 
So that can creativity and innovation skills can certainly be the arts as we think of them, the performing arts, um, that kind of thing, but also any kind of career where you're using creativity and imagination. That's those are those skill sets. Next heading is teaching, training, instructing, and counseling. So that's pretty self-explanatory. In in these this group of skills, you're conveying information to a, an individual or to an audience um, in a teaching, training, uh, instructing capacity, or you're counseling people. So it could be personal counseling, career counseling. Uh, drug counseling, marriage counseling, any of those kinds of things. And the final grouping is project management, leadership, and motivation skills. So these include managing and directing the work of others, motivating people to perform at their peak level, planning programs or projects, organizing people, data, or objects, and making decisions. And it also includes the ability to manage really detail-oriented tasks. So again, I highly encourage you to opt in for my five my free day my five day free course so you can take my motivated skills card sort activity on day two. And again, it also includes the values card sort activity that I'm going to be talking about next week. And that URL again is exclusivecareercoaching.com backslash professional purpose five day course. One more thing I want to say, you guys, hook me up with some reviews. Really need those reviews so that there's enough of them for them to um, kind of just show up. So I know you guys are out there listening. I'm getting great um, kind of one-on-one feedback from you guys. Uh, and people are reaching out to me and asking for my help. But what I really need you to do is rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. That would be amazing. So I would greatly appreciate it. And uh, I hope to see you next week. So take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.